Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. So I'm, I'm grateful for the way I've seen people interacting this morning. And, and I think we, we're going to have to get used to it as we figure out all this stuff, care for each other. But I, I've seen that done really, really well. What a great backdrop behind, right? It's like, I know, I know you're looking past me this morning. It's okay. Some of you because the lake is beautiful and some of you because you just don't really like this new look I got going on. And so you're like, I'm just not going to look at him. It has been uh, uh, five, six, five and a half months of, of a lot of challenging things. And uh, uh, it, it's, it's been different. It's been difficult. It, it's required us to pivot and change kind of the way that we do things and the way that we even experience and see church. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, that this morning. But it's also been an incredibly growing five months. And one of the things that's been hard for us in, in being online is that we haven't actually been able to show you that there have been folks that have joined Lake Ridge in the last five months. People that have, are exploring new faith in their life and in their journey. Our Alpha group was larger than we've, we've had, actually. Online, larger than we've had people exploring and asking questions about faith and journey. And, 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 and so even though it's hard because we don't always see it. We don't always see God. That doesn't mean that God isn't at work, and he, he has been at work. And uh, that, as one of your pastors, has been really great, is that I, I get a chance to see some of that taking place. So I just want to say that um, our God is alive and well, and, and he's doing his thing among us, and, and that's, that's pretty exciting. For some, though, this last five minutes has been really challenging. There's been hard things. Some of you I know have lost your jobs. Some of you have had your jobs in question, right? And, and, and in those moments as one of your pastors, that's been one of the most difficult and challenging things is not to be able to sit with you face to face and walk and do life together. And uh, so I just want to confess to you that that's been always our heart's desire and probably for both Preston and I, that's been the hardest thing is to not be able to sit with you as you do life and, and figure these things out. Are they any good back there? How are they doing? Uh, fail, fail, yeah. So, so um, I, just wanna, I just wanna say that if there are folks who are struggling, um, we don't get to see you on Sunday morning, so we don't necessarily know that. So please feel free to reach out and to talk to us if you need any help with anything, anything at all. Some strange, strange days, right? Modern probably the strangest days of our modern time. And yet, here we are, the people of God, gathered together, doing what we do. Right? Loving each other and loving God. It, it, it's been good. I, uh, I was speaking to a pastor friend of mine uh, this week, and I said to her, I said, I don't know that I've actually seen Lake Ridge be the church more in the, than I have in the last five, five months. 
So this isn't just about Preston and I caring for people, but I have observed and seen so many of you reaching out and caring for each other. And that's actually what the church is really about. It's about loving God and loving each other. It's, as much as this is great for us to be together, it's not actually the number one goal of the church. The number one goal of the church, right, is to love God, love neighbor. And so it's been, it's been good to see you doing some of those things. That's not to say that I haven't missed this. In fact, to sit here and listen to, to the music, like, I, by show of hands, since I can't, my eyesight is pretty bad, so I can't see that far. How many of you for that, just to listen to some live music from our people was good for your soul? Right? <laughs> it's good for our soul uh, to hear them sing and to, and to do their thing. It was, it was really great. As Preston mentioned, we've been on a sermon series in the last little while, and, and the sermon series we've kind of called, you know, Becoming Who We Are, right? How have we become who we are? And, and we've been looking at a lot of different stories. We've, we've talked about how we become who we are by, is demonstrated in our posture towards each other. Our posture towards him, but our posture also towards each other. And the scriptures say that they will know us by how we treat each other as was read this morning, right? We've talked about how, how our, we become who we are as we demonstrate or we practice our faithfulness towards God, our faithfulness towards each other. That's how we become who we are. We become who we are by accessing the Holy Spirit, by accessing God's wisdom and applying it into our life and story. Right? These aren't just things that we do to become disciples of Christ. These are things that we practice so that they become who we are. I hope that in the last five months, I hope that in the last 12 months, as you've been on your journey towards becoming who you are, that you have reached out for the wisdom of God, for the peace of Christ for the care of the community, right? For all of these things, this is how we become who we are. And the list goes on. I think, I think that the, uh, the theme for today is kind of the accumulation of God's maturing in us, right? In fact, I think that as we practice what we're gonna talk about today, we become more of who we were designed to be. But I think also it is the demonstration of us becoming who we were called to be. So it's kind of both. We practice it, but it's also a sign that we, that we've, we are growing and that we're maturing. Right? So the theme for today is service. The theme for today is service. And not service like this, but service like caring for others. And serving them. That includes people who use gifts up here, as we've often talked about over the years. But it also includes all the things and acts of service that have taken place over the last six months on your street, on your neighborhood, even in your Zoom calls, as we've cared for and served each other. Right? Learning to see ourselves as servants of God is really about coming to see ourselves as partners with God. Right? It's not just something we do so that God will see. 
that we're serving, but is actually joining in and partnering with God in what he is doing, right? I personally have found that um, I have grown significantly both as I serve, choose to serve, but also as I experience serving with others. I actually would, would probably count that to be one of the key ways in which I have grown as a disciple, a follower of Jesus, is by serving, by working alongside some of you, by, by, by choosing to take time out of my life, whatever that might be, in order to be present with others and to serve with them. And it's been in doing that that I think God has taught me so much more about what it means to be a follower of Christ. You get it? It's kind of both. We do one, but in doing so, in doing, we become who we are. We are being who we are called to be. It's both. Right. So these, these two things kind of work hand in hand. I probably would have to say, and I know some of you have traveled with me to different parts of the world, but even as we've served in this place, I probably would have to say as a pastor, it's probably the one way that I've seen most consistently life transformation and life change is in the act of serving with and serving together. It's profound. In Genesis 18.8, God is talking uh, about uh, about Abraham, and Abraham is about to become the, the father of many nations. And even Abraham didn't know what that meant. Right? He didn't have the privilege of seeing the story right, like we do from a bird's eye view. But he was told that. It was kind of a weird thing to say. He only had one kid. It was weird. It was weird. And, and, and actually what it, what it says is, Abraham. The, it says, the Lord said, Abraham will surely become great, a great and powerful nation. Will surely become a great and powerful nation. Right? And he's speaking about his people. Now, now, in our context today, we really like the words great and powerful, don't we? It seems to be kind of like a theme in our world, in our culture today. Those who are great, right? Those who are powerful, whether we admit it or not, on some levels at different times in our life, we would like that. We would like that. Except even in Genesis 18, as that verse continues on, God fills in the rest. And the last part of that sentence is, and all nations of the earth will be blessed through them. All nations of the earth will be blessed through them. And some version says, all nations of the earth will be served by them. All nations of the earth will be served by them. Since the very beginning of God's people, God's trajectory has been to bless the earth through his people. Since the very beginning, his plan was to bless the earth through his people. Now the theme of service becomes the primary purpose of Jesus' walk. The reason why Jesus came to walk this earth primarily speaks to us in an act of service, right? In fact, I might actually even argue that, that the theme of Jesus' life was first and foremost to serve. And secondly, as an act of service, 
to give his life as a ransom for many. You hear that? It was an act of service on part of Christ to give of his life for the sake of the world. It was an act of service. So Jesus takes this story from Abraham and he, and he keeps taking it. And actually through his acts, he continues to drive that theme home, his purpose. Right? As he healed people, as he pe freed people from sin, as he freed people from shame, as he walked the streets, as he taught in the synagogues, all of those acts were acts of service in the mind of Jesus. Right? And Jesus says in Luke, in Luke 22, he says, I am among you as one who serves. Okay, we're going to do something weird. You're never going to be more happy that we are social distance today, okay? Because this is going to be an interactive sermon, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your shoes and socks off, okay? Right where you are. Don't worry, you're with family. So if you stink, it's no problem, right? We, 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 this is something we could never do in the gym, right? Because it would be bad. So I don't see all of you moving to take your shoes off, so I'll wait. Kyle, come on now. There you go. Take your shoes and socks off. <laughs> if you're at home, uh, you're not wearing socks anyway. Never mind. You're not even dressed probably. Okay. <laughs> okay, hands up. How many of you enjoyed church in your pajamas? Huh? Come on, confess it. There you go. See, more than 50% of people here enjoyed church in their jammies. Right? Seems a little weird take our shoes off, our socks off, right? Right? We can be grateful for a two-meter rule here today uh, already, right? This morning, I want to share with you a story, okay? And the story comes out of John 13, and it is the story of Jesus walk, washing his disciples' feet. It's a tremendous act that Jesus does. And so, so this might seem weird, but actually, as beautiful as it is out behind me, I'd actually like you to have a good look at your feet right now. If you can see them, Caitlin, they're there. Okay. I, I like being back together because you can make fun of people. It's fun. <laughs> In this twisted story, Jesus finds himself with his disciples. And, it, and it's, it's nearing the end of Jesus' life. It's, it's kind of the time when Jesus is really trying to drive home what he was about. If you imagine, if you knew that you were at the end of your life, there would be some key things you would want your loved ones to know, right? Some key things that you would hope that they would never forget about the things that you've taught them. That's true for us. I, I believe I would want that. Some things I would want my children to know before I'm gone. And I think in the same way Jesus sees us as his children. So this key part that he wants us to know, he does not want us to miss out on this important, important message. And so in this twisted story at the end of his life, Jesus stands up from a very special meal. It's like Christmas meal kind of thing. 
for us. Thanksgiving. Whenever he's all dressed up, ready for a fancy meal. And Jesus stands up. He does this super awkward thing. And he, and he places himself from a position of perceived power at the table. A perceived important place at the table. And he takes himself to the floor. He takes himself to the floor, a place that was not perceived as powerful, a place that was actually perceived as weaker, a place that was perceived as a less valuable position. And he begins washing those feet. Anybody still looking at your feet? He begins to wash those feet. What does it say to you? What does it say to you and I? Did this guy we call son of God, that we call savior, that we call Messiah, right? What does it say to you that he washed feet? It should say something profoundly significant to us that he was willing to wash feet. I'm not sure what your feet look like. Have a look. Probably some toe jam. I, I wear sandals today. It's hot. So my feet are stinky, I'm pretty sure. A little sweaty. A little nasty. Right? How's that for a description? Do I need to say more? <laughs> what does it say to us that Jesus would even wash those feet in front of you? Those feet. These feet, Jesus, if he were physically here today, would be willing to get down and wash. What's more, I actually believe that as he did that, that he looked each of those disciples in the eye. He looked at more than just the physical dirtiness of their feet, but that he looked deep into each of their souls as he would into our souls. That the Son of God who was down there washing feet would see all the way into my soul, into your soul, into my life story, into your life story. And that he would be not disgusted by what he sees or where I have been, or what I have seen, or what I have done, that that actually wouldn't make Jesus uncomfortable as he performed this profound act of service. Jesus levels the playing field. It's crazy what he did. He levels the playing field of what it means to have perceived power and perceived greatness by going to the floor and serving on the floor. By choosing to see us in this way. Right? And his example to us was not just as an example uh, that we should go do that. But it was actually an example that we were a part of his team. A part of the kingdom of God. That you and I actually served together with Jesus. 
that actually when he says that this nation will bless the world, that he actually is talking about you and I being the blessing. Do you know that God doesn't bless the world without the kingdom people? He needs us. He needs you and I to see ourselves as servants with him, as team members, as part of the kingdom of God. The world that God built and created is to be blessed by his people. It's who we are. It's what we were called to do. He never intended for us to actually just become religious and do religious things. Even serving isn't supposed to become some religious rhetoric thing. It's supposed to become who we are as followers of Christ. We are the way that God blesses the earth. So whether we gather on the lawn at Camp Chesmere, we gather in the gym across the lake, which we're going to do, those are, those are good things. We should gather to worship. But we actually, and one thing I think I've learned in the last five months, is we should actually ever, never make this the most important part of what it means to be the people of God. It's not actually what Lake Ridge was founded on. It's not actually what God designed us to be about. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. But it is not the number one goal of God that we gather like this and call it church. The primary purpose of God's mission has always actually been to be the church, not gather for church. That has always been what we have been called to do. And if I would tell you honestly, over the last five months, I have been reminded that actually maybe at Lake Ridge, in some small ways, we have fallen away from that. And maybe this pandemic is the best gift Lake Ridge could have ever received. Because when God calls us, he calls us to love neighbor. And where are our neighbors? Love God, love neighbor. Where are our neighbors? They're over here. And over there, there's some folks in Kinnenberg, you know. We need to get back to serving our neighbors. We need to get back to loving our neighbors. We need to get back to seeing the needs of our neighbors as important as the needs of ourselves. It is important that when we think about these things that we are thinking about them as equal to ourselves. Your needs are important, but they are not more important than the needs of your neighbor. It's not a popular thing to say. It's not a popular thing to say even in our culture today. But it actually is what the scriptures have told us. It actually is what Jesus has encouraged us towards. We need to get back to that. We need to learn to see differently our neighbors. That doesn't mean they need to agree with us. It doesn't, need, it doesn't even mean that they need to believe in the same God as us. That actually isn't as much of our business as we think it is. We're called to serve. 
We're called to be a blessing to the world, a blessing to God's creation. That's what we are about. It's what we were called to do. It's even possibly what we were commanded to do. It's a weird thing. I looked at, there's no commandment to gather and sing. Even though I love it. But it's meant to be a rallying point, actually, this gathering, so that we can go back out and continue to serve those in our communities and in our neighborhood. Okay. I'm going to try to wrap it up here. I had a little more time because we're not doing the baptisms. I don't know uh, if you heard about the water. It's a bit of a stinky business going on back here. We're hoping to get to those baptisms here in the next, hopefully, couple of months as we kind of figure that out. And, uh, there were six folks that were going to be baptized today. And some of them are folks that have, have, have actually kind of joined in Lake Ridge's story in the last five months. And uh, so it's pretty, pretty exciting times uh, when it comes to, to some of that thing. Right? These two things, learning to see, gives us a chance to love. And then we can love. Watching and seeing who our neighbors are and who they are, what they need, is a part actually of a calling on your life, a commandment on your life, actually. I'm going to wrap up with this quote from Martin Luther King. Um, he says, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. Everyone can be great because everyone can serve. Jesus helped us to see that the measures of greatness in the kingdom is not measured by power, but that it is measured by our capacity to see and serve others as Christ did. Do you want me to read that again? Jesus helps us to see that the measure of greatness in the kingdom is not measured by power, but, but it is measured by our capacity to see and to serve others as Christ did. I want uh, to challenge us, to challenge you, to ask Jesus to help you see over the next few weeks, over the next few months, to see your neighbors. Not just their physical needs, but their mental needs, their emotional needs, maybe their spiritual needs. A list of things could go on and on and on of how we are called to see and to listen. And I'd actually put that on as a key thing. I think that being the people of God is about learning to listen. I think if we can learn to listen, the rest will naturally take place. We pray that God will help you to listen and see. And I think the rest is going to take care of itself. A great gift that Jesus gives us is that we don't need money and we don't need power to be the people of God and to serve the kingdom well as we serve others. Anyone can do it. In these crazy pandemic times, whether you've lost your job, right? Or whether you're worried about losing your job, maybe financially everything is tight. None of that has to hinder you from seeing your neighbor and serving others. None of it. We don't need those things to be the people, to be the kingdom of God. Amen? Let me pray. God, thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you that you sent Jesus here so that we might be able to see, 
what it means to love others, to love neighbor. Thank you that your theme of your life was to be a servant, that you were willing to take it all the way to death in order to serve. Thank you that you gave us this great example of getting down on the floor to wash feet. May we never think of ourselves as too important to get down and serve. God, we are grateful that we are able to be together today. But we also recognize that there is a city around us that needs to be heard, that needs to be cared for, that needs to be loved, that needs to be blessed. Show us these ways in the coming weeks and months and years at Lake Ridge so that we may be able to be your kingdom here in this city. We pray these things in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song, or the boys are going to sing a song for us, a special song as a, as a blessing, and I'm going to give us a benediction. So reflect a little on what we've just talked about, and, uh, and I'll be back with the benediction in a second. It's good to see you guys. If it's okay, we'll send you off with this song that I found a couple of weeks ago. It's a blessing.